And welcome back to another one. Uh, today we got a good one for you guys. We got a really, really good one to you guys. Before we begin, I always forget because I get too excited. <laughs> so uh, make sure you guys do protect yourself. There is a solid VPN deal in the description below. Um, protect yourself before you wreck yourself. And then we also got buzz tv buzz tv global.com make sure you check out the link down below for buzz tv global.com some great products great software and great customer service yeah i finally was able to play with the x5 um video coming soon very very soon finally got to play with it but x5 the 128 gigs um it's pretty good pretty solid actually actually you know what I, I'll, I'll say this and I've said this multiple times, every single time I turn on a Buzz TV device, it's always a little bit of work to get to start, <laughs> I guess you could say, to the home screen. Um, you know, you got to set up the remote. Most of the times it picks it the up. The initial setup. Yeah, and then the downloads and all that crap. Um, and sometimes it takes a while. For me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm very impatient, so... Um, this box was actually extremely fast, extremely fast. Like and I was able to plug it in and I went through the initial setup, but it was much faster than normal. Yeah. And their new remote's really nice. Yeah. Their new so, remote is really nice um, for sure. Yeah. So their stuff is, is always getting better. They're always improving for sure. Yeah. For sure. So check um, out the new stuff. Good stuff right there. Um, okay. What do we got? <clears throat> So the first article that uh, I saw was that Nike was suing a company called StockX. So I, I've never heard of StockX before, but there's a lot of people that are in the sneaker game, I guess you would call it. And they're a very, very big online sneaker reseller. And StockX was launching a non-fungible token, an NFT, uh, based on Nike shoes. It then accused Nike, accused StockX last month, of knowingly selling counterfeits. So the they're reselling counterfeits, and then I'm assuming they're creating NFTs off of them? Hmm. <laughs> so it says a thing that shouldn't be possible since StockX claims it's authentic, it authenticates the shoes sold in its site. Now StockX is hitting back in a court filing. The sneaker reseller says that Nike's complaint is nothing more than a failed attempt to bolster its still meritless claims. Wow, shots fired. <clears throat> StockX introduced the Vault NFT series in January. In the company's own words, the idea was to allow customers to buy NFTs tied to a physical product um, to a digital and get a digital receipt from it. According to the company, the benefits would be more efficient trading as a buyer wouldn't have to wait to resell a shoe of the nine limited edition vault nft series initially launched eight were linked to nike shoes so nike's claiming that these shoes are counterfeit and stock x is creating nfts to go with them but stock x is saying that they're not counterfeit because we authenticate them hmm the only way for nike to actually say that they're a counterfeit is to buy the shoe and check it out themselves isn't it like how do they know what about the NFT though? Is is this just based on a physical shoot or the NFT? So it says 
when Nike sued, it claimed the NFT infringed on its trademarks. Oh, they're suing them because of the NFTs too. Oh, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, they're that also makes digital sense. trademarks, right? And that would makes be sense. confusing the customers. <clears throat> Nike said that it bought four pairs of counterfeit shoes from December to February. Essentially, Nike is questioning how StockX can use NFTs to authenticate sneakers when it can't even reliably tell if sneakers are real or fake. Oh, Damn. <laughs> this sounds interesting. They're just going back and forth. They're like, we bought your shoes. We bought four pairs. This shit's fake. And your NFTs, they're, they're trademark violations. Well, <laughs> when it comes to, okay, so a, a lot of people, like when they look at these NFTs, they're like, oh yeah, I could create whatever the hell I want and put it up online and sell it for thousands of dollars. Um, there's certain things that you cannot, and actually there's a lot of things you have to be very, very careful with that. That's why with the whole NFT market, I'm kind of like a little careful with, um, cause essentially you're buying JPEGs for thousands of dollars. <laughs> you know right what I mean? Now, I do believe in the next couple of years, NFTs will change what they are. I think so too. I think so too. Um, with them, you cannot grab nike like like for example nike's logo (laughs) you cannot grab their logo and spray paint it a bunch of different colors or make it move or whatever the hell you want with their logo even though it's just it looks like a simple check mark it is a swoosh but i i know we talked about this before where we saw some nfts for like disney and marvel and stuff like that and you just have to get permission or you have to be part of the the shareholders that could actually do that so yeah when i see something like this i'm just like ooh, nike is gonna i think nike's gonna win if especially if they're using their logos you know what i mean and, and it's not just the Nike's logos like that, that image. So I'll, I'll go ahead and show the image right here. So you guys could see it, whoever's watching this on YouTube. Um, this image is kind of interesting. The biggest thing that I see is the Air Jordan logo. Yeah. And is that a new logo? No, this one's been around for a while. This is the this is Nike's version of Air Jordans. Okay. Um, the Air Jordan, of course, is the, is him with Dunking. his famous dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to Nike, 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 and Jordan made a deal before Jordans came out. Long, long back in the I want to say late eighties, maybe early nineties. Um. And this was the logo for Jordan originally. So I'm pretty sure Jordan's getting a, a cut from this still. But dude, I don't know, man. When 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 people are using these NFTs and they're like, oh yeah, look, check this out. I'm gonna recreate some of this stuff and make it into an NFT. I don't know, man. Me personally, I don't know. So j- just reading what this is, it says basically the whole 
this whole thing boils down to Nike and StockX disagreeing over what the Vault NFTs are. StockX says in the filing that the Vault NFTs are absolutely not virtual products or digital products because they're tied to a physical good. So it sounds like they're selling you an actual sneaker. And if they are verified through Nike or whatever, that like, yes, these are our sneakers. They're also adding on top of that, an NFT that is the same exact thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like them recreating, like, again, it goes back to them recreating like the Nike emblem the logo and saying like, Hey, we're also, we also made these stickers that we're giving to you that we didn't. Okay. It by Nike. You know what I mean? Um, so just reading further this, it says, because it serves as a digital receipt, StockX says it can't actually be sold as a separate product. So they're, they're combining the two saying, this is your receipt with, for this product, for this right. physical product. Um, the thing is, when you buy the Vault NFT, the shoe itself actually stays in StockX inventory until someone chooses to claim the physical good. Yeah. The NFT, in the meantime, can be resold multiple times, though. That's According- so weird. I know. According to Nike, this makes the Vault <laughs> NFTs a separate product and not a digital receipt, which is true. I agree. Which is true. I agree. However, this case shakes out, it could be it could have far reaching implications for how an NFT is actually defined and whether NFT is the real resale market could be considered trademark infringement. Yeah, that's exactly what I was what I was just talking about. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like if they if it was an actual receipt and it moved with the product, then they probably would have had like a a, a shoe to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my? (laughs) Because it's being sold without the shoe, and it can be resold without the shoe, then it is a standalone product. I don't see how they're going to win that. Yeah, I really don't. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. Which yeah, if the thing is, if you could sell the NFT, like I'm trying to think how how StockX is going to even fight this one. When you sell the NFT the shoe will go with the nft but the problem is is that they're trying to sell the nft which is making it a separate good like they're saying what they need to do is and i know and i know this is hard see i know what they're trying to do they're not trying to sell the shoe because when they sell the shoe and the and if the digital quote unquote receipt aka nft is attached to that shoe now there needs to be a separate transaction with that nft and it's impossible for them to say well we're selling this shoe with the nft they, they have to sell both things separate and what and they're trying to hide it saying like oh no look when they sell the nft the shoe goes with it but we can't sell the shoe because now we have to sell the nft also and there's going to be separate fees, separate transactions, separate everything. Um, what is that thing on eBay? I don't know if you remember this. Um, Clash of Clans. Uh, back in the day. Um, people, 
used to i don't know if they still do it now but people used to level up clash of clans account accounts and then they used to sell it on ebay but because selling digital games or a digital asset on ebay was illegal people would say i'm selling this pin but it comes with and you get clash my clash of clans account for free right Yeah. They're trying to find a loophole, and I don't think that it's going to work. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was interesting, the whole thing. Um, I'm not – I you know, as much as I am in crypto, a lot of people get surprised when they're like, so you're in NFTs too? And I'm like, not really. They're like, why not? And I'm like, I'm not really excited about NFTs yet. Like NFTs are supposed to be a lot bigger than a JPEG. That's their their coding is so much bigger when it comes to the smart contracts. Mm-hmm. There are a couple places out there that allow you to buy an NFT and then stake your NFT and get rewards. Right? There's there's other things that NFTs can do, and I'm kind of sitting back right now and just kind of waiting to see something of interest like that for myself. And until that happens, I'll just be investing in regular crypto. And staking regular crypto. I do have two NFTs that I bought that are on the Kronos network. And the Kronos network, I absolutely love. Like I have, that's one of my biggest holdings now is Kronos. Because of their low fees and how they're actually building a whole ecosystem all around it. So they're, they have three different apps. There's the crypto.com app. There's the crypto.com NFT app and the DeFi app. And they're slowly merging them all into one. But if I do grab some more NFTs right now, it'll probably be on the Kronos network. The only the, the two NFTs that I have, the only reason I bought them was to support um, a friend of a friend who has uh, who has their NFTs getting started. And they have a pretty good, pretty good uh, community, a good support system. They're constantly like, you know, giving bonuses out to people who buy their NFTs. So uh, shout out to Ghetto Doves. Ghetto Doves. Ghetto Doves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I've i seen people make a lot of money on these NFTs. And my biggest thing also is it's a JPEG. I went, at the end of the day, it's a JPEG. Um, or PNG or GIF, GIFI, GIF, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's very, you know, they call it FUD, fear and uncertainty. Um, this is very uncertain of what the hell it is to begin with. So, yeah, when people say, oh, yeah, look, I created this monkey and now this monkey is worth thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's just like, dude, but why? <laughs> it's like, Yes, it's only one of its kind, and it's only literally one of its kind. I get that. But still, it's like, dude, it, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, you know, it's weird. Uh, so many times people will be like, oh, people are making so much money doing this. And, you know, you can make this and you can do this. But a lot of people don't understand that every time somebody makes life-changing money, somebody loses life-changing money as well, right? Mm -hmm. It it goes both ways. That money has to come from somewhere. So it's either you're making it or you're losing it, and only you can control your risk factor, right? 
Yeah. Speaking about losing life-changing money, <laughs> in May, Terra Luna, which was one of the top, I think, 10 crypto coins, it was worth over $40 billion, crashed and crashed hard. They also had a, a stable coin called UST, and that crashed as well, which is unheard of for a stable coin. At the most, you'll see stable coins move like a penny or two, but they'll usually fluctuate like up and down around a penny. But this one crashed like a good 40 to 60%. So it says that it was the largest stable coin and its twin token Luna, which was supposed to be stabilized, supposed to stabilize UST price, which was their stable coin, uh, spiraled almost to zero within a week. Prior to the collapse, both UST and Luna were top 10 cryptocurrencies. The Terra blockchain it needed to be halted twice during this crisis. Uh, cr- countless investors lost their life savings in this demise. Developers who worked on Terra related projects found their livelihoods in jeopardy, and other blockchains such as Polygon and Kadena were count uh, were courting those devs with multi million dollar funds. Um, one part of the community de- decided to stay and focus on how to revive the project with Du Quan, the founder of Terra Blockchain, uh, developer from Terraform Labs, spearheading the attempt. So that's crazy. Now, what is exact? What exactly does that mean? Because I know we see USD Tether, whatever you want to call USDT, it. USDT, yeah. Um. When you see something like that, I, I and I know people are saying, well, this is like, when you see that, it's kind of like a dollar. It's just supposed to match what the power of a dollar is. And it's just, and it's not supposed to do anything really. When you put it in, it's just supposed to be very, very stable. And then you could move it around wherever you want. When you see something like this collapse, what, like, for me, I got, I, I got two things. Is usdt ever going to come back up to stabilize or is this the new normal that was ust not usdt there's there's two different ones okay so will it come back and stabilize that really depends on on them i i i wouldn't put my money back into it i wouldn't and the second thing is what the hell happened (laughs) okay so i'm trying to figure out like, th- this is almost as scary as seeing Bitcoin crash. And I mean, like, a legit crash, like Bitcoin. And I, and, and I know we've seen this happen back in 2017, where it was ramping up 18,000, 19,000, and then it went down to several, like, I think 100 bucks or 200 bucks. Like, it crashed pretty hard. And a lot of people lost, like, like you heard, like, rappers that lost, a shit ton of money you heard like investors losing a shit ton of money so this is very scary to see that this is possible you know so it says one theory was put forward by the founder of cardano charles hawkinson um but then he later deleted this tweet he said he tweeted that the large institution borrowed a hundred thousand bitcoins from gemini exchange 
They then exchanged a large amount of BTC for UST over the counter with Du Quan at a discount. He agreed lowering the UST liquidity. That institution then allegedly dumped large amounts of both BTC and UST on the market, causing a liquidation cascade of leverage longs, slipperage, and panic selling by investors, many of which sold their Luna holdings and unstaked their UST to sell it. The tweet alleges that Terra was a Ponzi scheme that didn't have enough BTC reserves on hand to prevent the crash. None of these claims were verified, and Gemini denied issuing any such loan. However, the market manipulation is common in the financial markets. So usually how these stable coins work is that the reason they're tied at a dollar for a U.S. coin is because they're supposed to be backed by a U.S. dollar. So USDT, for every dollar that they have, they say that they're supposed to be a dollar in the bank. So if anything happens, they have it there, right? So what they're saying is they borrowed a whole bunch of this Bitcoin from an exchange, allegedly, and released it into the exchanges and everything became over leveraged and everything got flooded out and everyone started selling because of the over leverage. Jeez. That's crazy. But like the craziest part about that is that it wasn't, well, it was a crypto coin that pretty much went to zero. That's crazy. But the craziest part is that it was two, two top 10 cryptos are gone. So who's in the top 10 now? I was about to do the same thing. Coinmarketcap.com. So based on coinmarketcap.com, you got Bitcoin number one. You got Ethereum number two. You got uh, Tether USDT. That's the one I was getting confused on. Uh, USDC. That's a new one. I don't remember seeing that one up there. USD. It's called USD coin. Yeah. Uh, BNB as your Binance Cardano's number six XRP Binance USD. That's a new one. So that's their stable coin. Huh? That's their stable coin. Well, then you got Solana number nine and then Doge broke to number 10. Hmm. Doge is back. Back again. Very interesting. Um, USDT is the stable coin that I, I typically use. But it looks like you still have two other contenders, which is the USDC as well as the um, the Binance uh, stablecoin as well, too. Um, I don't know. I still think... I think that by the end of the year that the Kronos coin is going to move up. I think it's going to be a top 15 coin by the end of the year. So I'm so surprised it's not. Yeah, right? Like they, they are one of the biggest promoters when it comes to all the sports stuff. They're very active in promoting everything. Like they have a very good network. I got their, um, their visa card and I actually, I really enjoy using it. They have a, 
a program within their application to purchase gift cards for other retailers in your area. And they give you like up to 12% rewards. The only difference is when you purchase these gift cards, they need to be bought in Kronos. But that makes me believe in Kronos even more. Like they're creating a use case scenario for their crypto. Mm -hmm. So I, I think Kronos is going to be doing very, very well. I don't know. Litecoin's down to number 20. They were a top 10 at one point. Wow. You know, I like Litecoin. The problem with Litecoin, it, it doesn't have any flashy social media. Like it works. It just works. But there's no social media. There's no dogs. There's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. People, people probably find Litecoin boring because it's not like in the news with all kinds of craziness. But Litecoin's a good coin too. crazy dude i it's for me when i see that 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 luna just exploded i'm just like wow yo it's crazy to see these prices again uh bitcoin being under thirty thousand, ethereum being 1700 dude xrp is back like i thought xrp was going under so many people are talking about them too they're like oh xrp is gonna come back xrp this and xrp that i'm like Yo, I don't know, man. They're number seven right now. But yo, Somehow. put this into perspective. They said that the, uh, Terra was a $40 billion coin, which means it was top five. That's nuts. Where's Terra now? Terra's gone, right? Terra's gone now. Ter Terra Luna. Luna, yeah. They're gone. But here's the thing. Now... Luna is called Luna Classic. <laughs> yeah, don't do it, guys. Don't and, do it. And uh, there's going to be a Luna 2.0. I'm just saying be very cautious with how you invest your money. Anything that you invest should be money that you can live without, but make it a sensible investment, right? Like... <clears throat> I don't know if I would trust Luna 2.0 after they just pulled $40 billion from the market. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But when you have things like this, right, what it's going to lead to is regulation, right? The, um, the SEC and the government are going to want to regulate these cryptocurrencies so that stuff like this doesn't happen again, right? Mm-hmm. So there's an article that came out on the 7th of June, and it says that BNB, Binance, stretches losses as Binance fights new regulatory and media battles. So the native token of the world's largest crypto exchange has extended losses as a new regulatory scrutiny and media investigations have once again put the exchange in the spotlight albeit not in a positive manner. On Tuesday morning, Binance is changing hands at uh, 282 USD. Down by 9.1% over the past 24 hours, the coin is down by 12% over the past week and nearly 60% from its all-time high. But this is a general like statement about all crypto, right? 
things usually move as a whole. So crypto is down, your coin is down. Notably, the entire market is in the red today through BNB is one of the worst hit among the top 10 coins. Uh, according to a report by Bloomberg, citing people familiar with the matter, the U.S. Secretaries and Exchange Commission is probing the origin of the BNB token, which is now the world's fifth biggest crypto with a market capitalization of over $46 billion. Investigators are examining whether the launch should have been registered with the agency, meaning they're trying to classify it as a security. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the same things that they, they did with XRP, right? Yeah. So it says um, the report also claims that Binance faces multiple investigations in Washington, adding that the SEC is looking at market making companies tied to the CEO Cheng Peng Zhao. Hopefully I said that right. <laughs> The SEC has expressed interest in Zhao's ownership, stakes of market makers on whether the exchange has conducted broker-dealer activities. Bloomberg reported citing a person with direct knowledge of the review. So basically they're trying to say, you know, if you're dealing with security-related things, then you should be registered through the U.S. if you're dealing in the U.S. as a security firm. Now, they've tried to do this with a couple other crypto coins in the past. But the whole thing is, is that crypto tries to be decentralized, right? So we're like, we're not part of the U.S. government. We're not part of you. We're not part of whatever. But at the end of the day, if people are exchanging money in a country, all that money is regulated by the banks. You can think your dollar is yours, but it's really not. Like if it goes into a bank account... The government has all rights to do whatever the hell they want to do with it at the end of the day. Like originally that was supposed to be what the representation of gold that was held in a vault. Like Mm -hmm. you didn't hold that gold in the vault. Somebody else did. I don't know. Very much. (laughs) I don't know this, this, and I think that they're probably going to be using what happened with Terra Luna to come after Binance. And I think that people need to pay attention to what happens with Binance and the SEC right now because this is the world's largest crypto exchange. What happens with Binance and the SEC is going to pretty much affect everything else when it comes to the markets, especially in the U.S. Yeah. The SEC is going to regulate their crypto policies off of what happens with this Binance, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's I think we need to pay attention to what happens for sure. Um, I'm looking at um, at CoinMarketCap to look to see what happened to Luna. Yeah. And what's crazy is um, it did get rebranded to Terra Classic. It's it's crazy. It's weird. It's right now Terra. So, okay. What rank is it now? Here's the confusing part. 
the original Terra page, they called it Terra Classic now. And that has all the info, though, for the original Terra. The new Terra Classic, they rebranded that to Terra, the old one. And all the info for Terra goes back to May 28th of this year of the original Terra. That's what CoinMarketCap's doing. They actually flip the information over. But the original Terra is ranked 2806 It's about $4.31 right now. Which is kind of weird. And then Terra Classic is the original one. But they have it ranked to point... Well, it's ranked 215, and it's 0.00007. I think they're getting their information. Well, not that they're getting their information. They're trying to, I don't know if they're trying to trick people or what they're trying to do, but it, it doesn't make sense why they're doing it like that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, the owner of Binance says that there's a 50-plus page email records between our cybersecurity team, which is ex-law enforcement, and the cherry-picking, misleading, and time-wasting journalists. If you have time to waste, see the details and truth yourself. And he tweeted that. So he's got a post of all 50 pages of, of, of this crap saying that the SEC doesn't have a chance pretty much, but I ain't going to read no 50 pages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely nuts what's going on with everything. So the next one that I have is which one do I want to do? Let's do this one. The senators? <laughs> Uh, I was going to do the one out the other one, the sweeping U.S. crypto legislation. Yeah, do it. So there's a. This kind of ties into everything else, but there's U.S. crypto legislation targets uh, coming after stable coins and mining. So if anyone was in the news or listening to the news recently, there was a new um, bill that's kind of up in the air right now for New York trying to come after crypto miners. Okay. Um, so the article goes on to say that the leg legislation introduced Tuesday by Wyoming Republican Cynthia Loomis and New York Democrat Kirsten, Kirsten Gillibrand is one of the most ambitious attempts to regulate the volatile asset class. Uh, so the lawmakers have been drafting the plan for months and is widely anticipated to be favorable to crypto firms. Because Loomis' rep rep reputation as an industry ally, both senators said in statements that it is important to create guardrails for the industry to ensure customers are protected while also room for innovation to flourish. I mean, that's the idea behind any kind of good legislation. You want to be able to make sure that they can still flourish, but guardrails in case things go off the, tra the, the, the train tracks. You know what I mean? So some of the highlights 
is a requirement that stablecoin issuers maintain 100% reserves and publicly disclose the assets backing their token. Stablecoins have been in focus following the implosion of a popular TerraUSD, which I don't, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> it says, tasking the U.S. Treasury with developing guidance to clarify the responsibility of the stablecoin issuers to comply with sanctions. Mm, I don't really know what to say about that because I still would like cryptocurrencies to be decentralized. So once you start to get involved with sanctions and stuff like that, then you're kind of, you know, like whose sanctions are you complying with? The U.S. sanctions? Can it, yeah. Does Canada have sanctions? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. sure the sanctions could be there in the right place, but, you know, you could start making these coins very political if you're only supporting certain sanctions. Unless you're supporting sanctions for every country, depending on the users that are using your crypto and what part of the world they're using it from. Like, if you're using it in the States, then we're not allowing you to send it to Cuba or something. I don't know if you guys are friendly with Cuba yet or whatever. <laughs> Somebody told me last night that, to send them some some Cubans because that's all that Canada is good for. I was like, wow, geez. All right. So it said a requirement that the federal energy regulation, this is the big one. This is what everyone's going after. A requirement that the Federal Energy Regulation Commission, in consultation with the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and the Securities and Exchange Commission, Analyze and report on energy consumption in the digital asset market, including the amount of amount used for activities such as mining. Environmental groups have been calling for both federal and state policymakers to crack down on Bitcoin mining. So just to talk briefly about this, I am a crypto miner. I mine uh, a bunch of different coins, um, but this isn't coming after the hobbyist miner, the person who, you know, has a couple graphics cards or a couple ASIC miners. This isn't coming after you. This is coming after the people that are, you know, have multi-billion-dollar industries and how they're using the power. So it's people that are using fossil fuels, for, for let's say, right? This was the big reason that um, Elon a couple months ago said, you know, China's burning all these fossil fuels with Bitcoin mining, and that's, you know, everyone was like, oh, Bitcoin's bad because of that. No. There's actually a lot of good places that are taking harmful gases and repurposing them into uh, green energy for crypto mining, right? So the whole point of this, I believe, is to make sure that everyone complies with green energy who's using it at a commercial scale. That's what I take from this, right? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, my farm may use 10,000 watts, but these guys are using like megawatts, like like it's crazy. Gigawatts. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> gigawatts. gigawatts. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, a direct a directive that the government watchdog study the opportunity and risks of investing retirement savings in digital assets, tasking the CFTC with more authority to regulate coins and categorize as commodities directly, which in some things crypto exchanges and other firms have supported. And then the last one here, the creation of an advisory committee, uh, Illuminati, comprised of <laughs> private and public sector members to help the government keep pace with changes provided recommendations. So, um, you know, 
I see this coming. I've seen this coming for a long time. When you're using a really good exchange, crypto.com, if you're using um, gate.io, um, there's there's a bunch of a bunch of them out there. But the amount of financial tools that they give you, I've never in my life seen the amount of things that you could do with crypto. And then once I started to see that all the different things you could do with like leveraging and margins and, and, and staking and all this stuff, it's all stuff that the elites could do with regular money. The only reason that more people are getting into the crypto is because you don't need to be an elite in order to get access to these kind of financial tools. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's going to be very difficult for these exchanges to argue with the SEC by providing some of these financial tools and not be some kind of security. You know yep. what I mean? I, I feel like eventually it's you're going to have to comply, even if you are somehow in the gray area away from what a security is right now. Laws have a very interesting way of changing to include you in their BS. So the U.S. government, as, as well as many other governments around the world, are still trying to figure out, one, what is cryptocurrency? And two, how do they regulate it? And three, how do we make money from it? Because they want all three of those. Don't get yourself fooled. They will figure it out. Who are you calling a fool? Fool. <laughs> <laughs> I pity that fool. Yeah. Uh, the, ne- the, ne- the next article was about the same stuff anyways. It was the same people. But there's a little bit more information in that one, I think. I'm trying to find it now. Uh, yeah. It says crypto tax, ta- tax breaks for up to $200. So under the same bill, uh, capital gains of up to $200 from cryptocurrencies will be exempted from taxes. Uh, a change from the $600 threshold the senators initially considered. Hold on a second. What does that mean? <laughs> You're like, where does that mean? Does that mean that if I gain more than $200, I have to claim it as capital gains? That's I some think bullshit. So, yeah. That's some I think bullshit. So. You had me up until I seen that part. I mean that, that see that last that last thing that I just mentioned. How does the government make money from it? Taxation. Mm-hmm. Taxation. So yeah, that's that's really all I really had about that. So how do you feel about the crypto market in general right now? Um, I I'm nervous. Um, I'm definitely nervous on, on what's happening. Um, I think, I don't know. I think that the, the, the governments are, you know, like you said, like they're, well, they're meddling in there. They're trying to control this. And I think there's going to be a lot of like movement. It's going to go up, down. It's going to go all over the place. Um, <clears throat> I do think what happened back in 2017 where everything like crashed hard. Um, 
I, I, for me personally, I didn't, I didn't like, I honestly thought we were, I thought Bitcoin was going to hit hundred K by the end of last last year. A lot of people thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ethereum 10 K, you know, well, I think we were, we were both conservative about that 10 K number also. Um, and I don't know. I, I, the way I see it is we don't know what this is going to do. Like this could change, you know, look at Luna, how it just completely went down to nothing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think we're, I think we're, 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 we're forcing to move into this digital currency stuff which in in a sense we've kind of been around it already with like credit cards you know it's money that you don't see but you're yeah. using well not just credit cards like your bank account now how many people deal in cash yeah it's 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 yeah it's not as common as it used to be i still have cash i still carry cash i still carry cash too i just bought a fridge and i paid for the fridge in cash and the person that was selling me the fridge had to get a manager to cash to count the money it's <laughs> like one dollar two dollars three dollars you're like we'll be here all day yeah i i don't know i i think as easy as this thing how it exploded it could easily do the opposite um luna is proof of that um i do think i still think that we're forcing we're trying to force something that there is some kind of problems they're trying to resolve certain things they're trying to take control away from the people who put this stuff in place for us um i don't i don't i, I don't know i i have a feeling that crypto is not going to go anywhere anytime soon no it's not going anywhere i think it's i think it's still going to explode I don't. I, I. I. I have a strong feeling that we have yet to see this thing take off. Um. This weird, uh, you know, I'm calling it a crypto winter. This weird crypto winter that we're in, that everything is just slowly just crashing. Um. You know, I. I. I, I think it's happening the same thing that happened in 2017. It, it, and, and it happened again in 2014, I think, 2015. Um, it's been, this is like the third time now that something like this has happened where it comes up and then it dips big time. Um, and it's almost like, it's almost like a, like a pinball machine. You know, it's like right when the ball comes over to the thing and then they're pulling the, 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 the spring back before it launches I feel that I feel that that's what crypto is doing. It's like pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. When the hell is it going to release and the ball is going to go pew, like straight up? I don't know when. I still have a feeling that it's going to happen. Well, based on history, 17 is when we saw this happen. We saw this happen at the end of 22. Um, we saw this launch happen in 2020. It took three years for this thing to launch. Um, 
we could very well see this being our new normal for the next two years. You know, I, could, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. Yeah, you could see it hovering. You know, no. And, and I, I have a feeling what what's happening too is there's a lot of people that are pulling money out. And they're and they're they're not knowing what they, they're trying to invest in something that's very hot right now, and 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 that's the wrong thing to do. People are hearing like, "Oh, look, like these NFTs are going crazy. Let's invest in that." So they're throwing their money in there, and then they're not able to sell it at the amount that they bought it, and they're losing a little bit. Um, some people are getting kind of lucky with like these eggs and we with these very specific things and, and they're making some profit but it's very few people very 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 few people that are, are becoming nft millionaires or crypto millionaires um and we also have the other side the diamond hands as they call themselves that they're holding on to dear life and they're hoping that it's going to come back up and they're just like well Let's see, but that that group of diamond heads is there. It's shrinking fast. It's shrinking extremely fast. Um, and I don't know. And then I, I almost want to categorize like a third group where there's some people that like they've lost some money, they've gained some money, and they're trying to like play the market like the stock. And they're just kind of like, okay, cool. It's on like you may have said this a couple of times, dude, it's on sale. Like right now, this is a good freaking deal because if this thing explodes any minute now, we're not talking about like, ooh, look, Bitcoin went from twenty nine to thirty five thousand. Oh no, we're talking about shit. We just woke up to Bitcoin being at sixty k all of a sudden, and then people are gonna jump in on it when it's at sixty k. Then it's gonna retreat back to fifty k, and then we're gonna wake up the next day like, oh crap, it went from fifty k to eighty k holy crap and it's gonna and 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 that's kind of what happens there's a lot of people that buy in at that hype and that's when it begins to crash you know like we say it it, there's this it, it comes up and it has to test the bottom just because it's up here and we're just like oh my gosh here's the new peak or it's gonna keep going it's gotta test the ground and whatever frame that is like every time I see it climb up like that, that's when you're just like, wait for it. As soon as it starts coming down, okay, where do you want to invest? Because it can m- maybe come down a little bit more, but you got to be okay with it. But don't buy at its peak. And people don't know. People get too excited. They buy the peak because they think it's going to keep going. Yeah. And then they lose a lot of money. For sure. For sure. Yo, throw up this website on the screen. So this is a Bitcoin clock for the next halving. And the halvings happen <laughs> every four years. Yeah. So the next halving is happening on April 1st, 2024. Yeah, fools you. <laughs> so I would probably bet that our next bull run starts around there. Two more years. Right? It's going to be an April Fool joke like no other. Imagine. Now, if, <clears throat> speaking if about... true. If that's true, and if we see the actual explosions that we've seen, Mm -hmm. we saw a couple hundred dollars go all the way up to like 40K pretty quick. If 
if 20,000, let's just say, let's just say Bitcoin continues to slowly bleed a little bit more, which it could. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I could see Ethereum slowly bleeding down to maybe about 1,200, maybe 1,000. I'm going to buy more if, if it does. <laughs> I'm going to buy a lot more if it does. But let's just say, let's just say it bleeds down Bitcoin to 20K. I can see that next boom will push it over to over 100. Just based on history. I could see Ethereum making the biggest percentage growth out of all the cryptos. I slightly disagree, but I'm not a huge Ethereum fan anymore. I'm sorry. I feel like there's so many of the crypto coins that does what Ethereum does, but better and cheaper and faster. They just don't have the same traction that Ethereum does. Mm-hmm. And once people start to realize that, what is Ethereum? You think Ethereum's going to get flipped though? I don't think it's something that's going to be happening right away. But a lot of people think falsely that Ethereum 2.0 is going to fix their gas fees and it doesn't they're still going to have crazy hella gas fees for what (laughs) for what yeah like really like you're selling nfts and some of the nfts gas fees are the same price as the damn nft for what just makes me angry the only thing that is good about Ethereum 2.0 is how deflationary it becomes. That is the only thing that is good about it. But when we talk about utilitarian-wise, like like utility, like utility, aside from it becoming a more deflationary coin, there's other coins out there that like run laps around it. I don't know. I'm just upset because I'm a crypto miner and they, they think they want to just like throw me to the side. <laughs> and see, I kind of, I see Ethereum 2.0 being a stepping stone to something bigger than what we're actually like waiting for. Yeah. I've, I've heard the whole gas fees and utilities and the way of life. Everything's going to change with Ethereum 2.0 and it's going to get, better which it will it'll get better but i think what they're doing in 2.0 is is they're giving us a face value of hey this is what we're working on but we're not showing you what's behind the hand we're just showing you the front part of it and i think i think as solana is getting better as cardano is getting better as everyone's getting better I think I think uh, Ethereum is going to do something that nobody is expecting, and when it actually happens, I still have a feeling Ethereum is going to flip Bitcoin. <clears throat> and I think eventually something will catch up to Ethereum. Not, I, I don't think it's going to happen within the next ten years, but. I have I don't know some something like something in my gut tells me like okay I see the fees and I see all the crap that that is happening and everything and everybody else is doing it better but 
they're taking a long time for reasons and i think i think we're going to see that once it launches once it finally says here it is it's going to be and guess what surprise we have a whole bunch of other stuff too i don't know i'm hopeful i'm hopeful i'm hopeful knock on wood i'm hopeful <laughs> so here's kind of my idea or like what i think is going to happen we have the next two years to witness groundbreaking precedents when it comes to regulation and cryptocurrency and they have two years to do this and i think what's going to happen is that the fear of regulation a decentralized market is going to cause it to plunge and it's going to cause it to plunge hard but once it's regulated it's going to open it up so that every co company and organization will have cryptocurrency on its balance sheet and once you start to have industrial funds come in that's where you're going to get your slingshot so i mean when you say you could probably see ethereum going back down to 1200 it's still a possibility 1200 900 700 with mm -hmm. ethereum it's never really gone down to retest those levels ever all the way down to when i look at it to like 700 bucks it's never really gone down to retest those levels i know that sounds scary to some people right but this is the market that you're in like it has that kind of volatility like we like you imagine that we've seen Ethereum go all the way up to 5k and come all the way back down to $700. Like that's insane. But I could see that happening. I always emphasize this. Like when I think about investing and my very very first times trying to understand it, I used to go to the bank with my parents and we would sit down with a teller. And I tell this story all the time, but it's like our parents didn't have access to invest. Like they had to go to a bank and they had to do whatever the bank teller told them to do. Like the, the account manager, they're like, you're, we're going to put your money here and you're going to do this, this, and this, and this is what your money's going to look like. And our parents didn't look at that for like years, like 30, 40 years. You know what I'm saying? And I keep saying this up until today's date. It doesn't matter if you buy Ethereum or whatever crypto coin at $500 or $5,000. If you don't look at it for the next, you know, 25, 30 years now, I probably wouldn't wait that long. But <laughs> give it like two to five years. Just be patient. As long as you understand, you do your research on the project and you're investing with money that you don't need to live, then it's different. It's different and it's the same. Right. When we see right now all of this money coming out of the market and it's moving up and down, what it's really doing is creating a bigger wealth gap between the wealthy and the people who are not so wealthy. Right. If you think about it, the only people who can afford to stay in the crypto market right now are those that are wealthier than the average person in society. Right. If, if, if somebody is the average person in society and is living paycheck to paycheck and the crypto coin they invest in goes down 90 percent, they don't have a choice but to sell. They need that money to live. Mm -hmm. The people who are more wealthy than the average person can stick it out a year. They're more disciplined as an investor. 
And you have to understand the same game. It's all about percentages, right? Understand that you can still get life-changing money, but you need to be disciplined when you're doing it. Yeah. I do think, like you said, I didn't want to say those numbers, 700, 800, just because I know people will freak themselves out. But look at Dogecoin. Doge is like, what, $0.07 cents or $0.08 cents right now? It- did, did you hear about the guy? Mm-mm. So the Dogecoin, Dogecoin millionaire went from being worth $3 million in Doge and is now worth 300000 <laughs> He never pulled out. <laughs> he never pulled out, bro. But he's still green because he started with 180 k I think. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't so. pull out still. I... If Doge goes back to like two cents, I'm putting some serious money in that. Well, we still haven't seen the rocket yet. We haven't seen we haven't <laughs> seen much yet. Well, right now, um, I've been looking at percentages big time. I've been seeing how growth works, and the one thing I do like about Ethereum is that it does move differently than what everybody else does. Um, when Bitcoin does something, Ethereum doesn't necessarily follow. Sometimes Ethereum does something before Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin, same, same, same thing, vice versa. Um, but when I look at the percentages of how things are moving, when I see, when I see Bitcoin like tumble and Ethereum trips is the, is the, the best way I could put it right now. Um, that trip is not bad. You know, it's not, it really isn't when, when, you know what, I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to show something real quick. Uh, coinmarketcap.com. If you guys haven't heard of it, it's a great website to use. Um, anytime we tell you guys, do your researches before anything, before you start investing, just do your damn research. Um, ooh, this is very interesting. Okay, here, never mind. Okay, um, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, when Bitcoin, before Bitcoin saw its boom in 2020, right? Was it 2020? Yeah, 2020. Um, Back in May of 2019, it was about 5K. May of 2019, it was about 5K. Around that same exact time, May of 2019, Ethereum was 160 bucks. Ethereum didn't do its bump yet. Bitcoin did. Bitcoin went from that 5K up to 12K in a month. 5K to 12K in a month. Let that sink in. Um, Ethereum didn't do that. Ethereum went from, what, 160 bucks? And then in a month, 269. Think about those percentages real quick. 
Bitcoin did a much bigger percentage. Now, this is where I'm getting at. And I'm going to show this graph here real quick. That way you guys can see what I'm looking at too. This is Bitcoins. And here's Ethereum's. Kind of similar. Yeah. Kind of similar. So I'm going to go over here to May. Was it May or April of 2020? And then look. <laughs> so when we started seeing Bitcoin, Bitcoin right here in March was 6K. Back in July of 2019 was about 12K. 13K, shit, in June. We didn't see that 13K number again until October of 2020. But remember, everybody was talking about crypto back in May and June, April, May, June of 2020, when they're just like, oh, crap, things are going up. Ethereum. Ethereum back in May. 207. Like 200. It was in the 200 range. Back in May of a year ago, it was about 170. To, to about 200 bucks about the same it didn't it didn't it didn't move much bitcoin did though when bitcoin finally like broke that 10k mark look look at this we were in was it september no august 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 when it did its fight when it did its big when it started to do its biggest movements and we saw these huge movements happening January 2021. Ethereum. Ethereum didn't see its biggest movements. Where it finally broke that 1K mark. <coughs> what, early January? And then it came right back down to test all those grounds, but it didn't really solidify until April. And these movements, like, look, we're talking about a couple hundred bucks, 200 bucks to about 2K. Bitcoin went from... Was it 13K to... About 35K, 30K ish. Start doing that percent, those percentages in your head. Um, but this, this is, this is right here where I'm talking about when, when Bitcoin finally hit that, like, dude, Bitcoin was so freaking close to hitting that 70K, man. Um, Ethereum was really close to hitting that 5K, roughly around the same time roughly around the same time and i think that's because everybody was just going like stupid crazy like oh my gosh i gotta throw my money in there ethereum hasn't really hit his big boom yet though i don't know 5k is pretty high though 5k is pretty high but we're talking about dude look at this 
when Ethereum was at or Bitcoin, when Bitcoin hit 5K in March, March of 2020, I'm trying to find within that same year before we get to the, the following year, from 5K all the way to 27K. It's about, what, five and a half X? March. March of 2020. Here we go, March. 100, 100, 130 bucks. By the end of the year, by the end of the year, it didn't even hit a K yet. It was a 700, 700 bucks. Yeah, but that's still a 7X. <clears throat> That was a 7x climb when everybody started to jump into it, right? Okay. We went from 30. 30,000 all the way up to by the end of the year. Last year was pretty insane. 30,000 to... Sixty-six. So we want to say times two. Sure. Two something. Ethereum hit their one k, and they peaked out uh, by the end of the year. Three thousand. So that's times three. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Altcoins usually. Have bigger percentages. Bigger percentages only because, like you said, all coin. And and they were like when people were dumping money and that's when they're following market. When you look at those numbers though, that growth where Bitcoin goes from that thousand to whatever, twenty thousand, whatever it was, like those numbers overall, I don't I, I still don't think yes, altcoins get those bigger X's, they get those bigger like spikes but one more x than bitcoin is not that big spike like what dogecoin did when it went from two cents all the way up to 60 cents within a couple months that's like a holy fuck dude what the hell happened that is huge they 30x in in just a few months and that wasn't like one of those like um pump and dump coins that was a coin that was in the freaking limelight that, you know, Elon Musk was talking about, Snoop Dogg was talking about, all the dogs are talking about, everybody, dude. It was just insane. And with Ethereum being an altcoin, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to be like, okay, Bitcoin just went from 20,000 to 60,000. I'm waiting for that. 1,000 to 10,000 Ethereum. That will be like, cool, this is an altcoin like the rest of them that went from this much to, uh, uh, what do you call it, parabolical? <laughs> Parabolic. Parabolic? I don't know. I think, and, and yeah, it's not like Bitcoin hasn't had its its fair share of, of climbs, but I still think Ethereum's going to do something. And also to your note, I have a feeling Cardano is going to do something too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cardano Cardano hasn't started yet. 61 cents? Dude. We've seen Cardano at $3. Yeah. 
I I could I could see Cardano going past that. I can see Cardano definitely doing something. Solana, I can see Solana coming back up again. Solana kind of pisses me off. These guys should be like at a hundred bucks, <laughs> but um, I can see Solana getting to a hundred bucks. I can see Cardano getting to like five bucks. Um, I could still see Ethereum at a conservative rate getting up to 10K. And I think whenever that happens, I think we should like buckle up because Ethereum's gonna go on a. I think Ethereum's gonna surprise a lot of people, and they're like, I don't know. I'm still waiting for Ethereum to be like, oh shit, we just went 10x or 20x. You know, I'm I'm still waiting for that. You know, I don't know. That's my rant. <laughs> Anything you got? Anything you got that you, you, you can see happening? I don't know. I think if you look hard enough, you'll find a reason to believe in any project. So <clears throat> just do your research. And uh, I think for me, as I look at cryptocurrency right now, I don't really care what the price is. Because I think that whatever the price is now, yeah, it's going to go up and down. But I think that as long as I buy... A majority of what I want to invest in before 2024, I think I'm pretty good. <clears throat> That's kind of where I'm sitting at. Yeah. So I, I set up a couple um, regular buys where it goes through every week, and I'm going to dollar cost average, whatever the price is. I don't care. And uh, yeah, and that's another reason why I mine crypto. Doesn't matter what the price is, I'll consecutively get a couple coins. And just keep getting more coins and more coins and see where it goes, right? Yeah. So, For yeah. sure. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what it does. It's it's. There's a lot of red in the market right now. A lot of red. And seeing Luna the way it dipped that hard, I think a lot of people are a little bit nervous. So it's not uncommon to see it. Oh, one more one more thing that I'm gonna throw in here is everybody start looking into these gaming NFTs. These tokens, these games, Axie Infinity, like all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff happening with the game stuff. And I have a feeling that Epic Games is gonna get in on this. And wherever they go, like I I, I've been I've been I've, I've been keeping my ears open like like to see what they're doing because the biggest the one of the biggest most popular games Fortnite out there they have the biggest issue where you cannot like trade skins or sell a skin once you spend twenty bucks on a skin it's gone that's it you lose your twenty bucks if you stop playing that game you stop playing that game everything on that thing that you spent is gone you can't do nothing with it. I have a feeling that Fortnite and Epic Games, more more so Epic Games, is gonna do something. And wherever they're in, wherever they're investing, I'm I'm gonna drop some. I'm gonna drop something <laughs> in, in there. Wherever it is, yeah, I'm gonna drop like Amber Heard style. Like Amber Heard, dude, <laughs> drop it like it's hot. <laughs> 
Cool. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let us know what you guys think. Leave us a comment below. What are you guys invested in? What do you guys like? Um, I know with crypto, everything is so all over the place and it's kind of scary to see where it's at and where it's where it's not going. <laughs> so um, let us know what you guys think. Hopefully, hopefully the next time we have this crypto conversation, the numbers are a little bit better. Um but yeah, as always, make sure you guys do your do your research. Always do your research. Next level and I are not tied into any particular crypto. You know, we just we do our own research. We invest in what we like, and that's it. But um, yeah, just do your own research before you invest, and then just know it's once you put it in, just leave it. Just just trust your guts. Trust whatever you're doing. Um, yeah. What do you got before we go? Thank you guys for watching another or listening to another episode of Beyond the Streams. Wherever you're listening to us or watching us, make sure you leave us a comment or a review so that people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. If you're looking to be a part of the conversation, be a part of the community, make sure you come out to the live streams every Thursday, roughly around 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the Beyond the Streams YouTube channel, we also have the BS Clips channel where you can find small little bite-sized conversations or parts of the conversations that you might have missed. Make sure you have the notifications turned on because we always have content coming your way. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.